Expeditions podcast. Hey everyone and welcome to the Inner Expeditions podcast. Uh, my name is Aaron Harvey and I just want to welcome you all for joining in. Um, thanks very much. I really appreciate uh, hitting that button and giving us a go. Um, first off today to get us rolling, I really wanted to get a a nice, good, easy, um, calming, relaxing podcast out there. So I have asked a friend, um, a good friend and an expert in uh, free diving and yoga, uh, Kyra Andrich is joining me in this studio. So first of all, I just want to say thanks, Kyra, for joining us. Um, I definitely picked you for a reason to, to help in my first podcast. Um, and I know you're good at what you do and you've got a lot to share and offer um, on the breathing techniques with yoga, free diving and, and sort of everything in between. No worries at all. Uh, thank you, Aaron, for inviting me to your podcast. I'm really excited to see all the things that you create and really excited to have this chat with you today. Awesome. Well, um, I think the best place to kick it off, um, and it's like a lot of things um, with freediving, um, some people it could be freediving in general, um, other people take on yoga and then add freediving, some people never do either, but mm-hmm. they always generally tend to go hand in hand once you sort of get get down the line and get into it a bit more um i mean what was it that started you on the path or which one did you choose first and um and you know what reasons sort of kind of got you into freediving or or yoga yeah that's um a really good question and a good way to start because actually for me i think that freediving came first on my um journey into breathwork and freediving and the whole underwater world it's something that was always a part of my life and when I first did a course I was um, really amazed by how much the breath really affected your body not only like your mind but but everything really just this complete state of relaxation and that you're able to really change that and alter that to help so many other things um, kind of catapulted me straight into getting into this incredible world of pranayama and breath work and really understanding the body and the mind and the science behind it, not just the esoteric stuff. I'm really big on the science behind it. Um, Awesome. Because, yeah, it it seems to be once people – I mean, a lot of people just, you know, free dive maybe for spearfishing um, and other people free dive for um, just to test their boundaries. But it seems to always, you know, when the people get into like the real free diving aside of everything else, they're just free diving for the form that it is. It can become quite spiritual, I guess. Um, and that's why it probably maybe goes hand in hand so well uh, with yoga, um, body control um and your senses uh, and definitely pushing your limits i guess that could be a thing as you start to to go further into you know pushing your boundaries and your depths a hundred percent um i'm always really cautious though when we use this word like pushing your limits or like pushing to depths because rather than um this word pushing it's really more about like discovering your limitations so and and playing more so with that boundary in a health and in a in a healthy and like safe manner um but but definitely like what I see with freediving and what I tell everyone and I normally start even a freediving course by talking about this a lot is that I really believe that freediving is a form of meditation itself. It is something that 
people can want to learn to free dive or they want to or they're already naturally um, self-taught or spearfishing or doing all of these things and without even realizing it this is meditation in itself and I see it when people come to do a course and maybe they have no yoga practice no breathwork experience nothing like that and all of a sudden um, the breathe up like a proper freediving breathe up has a lot to do with it but then having this retention on your breath like this breath hold and being exposed to an environment where you feel super connected and really kind of feel that all at one with everything just gives someone this this ease of mind this this moment when you know you don't have to worry about what to cook for dinner or when to pick the kids up or what to do this it's just this moment for for you it's it's so raw and beautiful you know and then that is meditation that's that that's really right. is You're being that. in the moment and um yeah, focusing on one thing and nothing else, I guess, in any form. Um, and it seems to be a lot these days with it's just so easy to take things back to a breath. So if everything's going on around you, you've, you've always got your breath at least. That's that one thing that's always there that you know you can just stop and think about your breathing to, to, to send yourself again, and um, which is really cool. Yeah, that exactly like you said, it's the one thing that's always there and it's there from the start to the beginning. It's the very first thing that we do in our life and it's the very last thing that we do in our life. It's something that so many people don't really put much thought or effort into, but when we do, there's just incredible benefits that that we are receiving from that. Yeah, and it can seem that it's it's been with us the whole time and yet you some people can just be totally oblivious as to how helpful this technique and these techniques can be to control your breathing and sort of master yourself um, by correct breathing techniques just for calmness um, like you say to meditate um, well-being there's all of these benefits to steal your mind um, that you just they're just so beneficial from this one thing that we've we've always had but just probably never really thought or realized um, its potential I guess yeah a hundred percent it's like just right now, if you visualize someone who is a little bit stressed, a little bit anxious or, you know, has like this fast-paced, busy life, like wake up, breakfast, go to work, do this, do that, do this. It's so much. If you if you put this person in your mind right now and kind of visualize what their breath is doing, you're probably going to see like their chest just moving up and down, like really shallow, really fast, not super ideal. You know, we just like, give in to let other things get in the way without really going back to that one thing that really is always with us yeah and the short shallow breaths you're not really getting a lot out of it um and it can kind of almost induce more stress and more panic because you're not getting what you need out of it and if it goes on um yeah you're going to have lacking uh, levels of oxygen and, and co2 right so it's definitely beneficial to slow nice deep yeah. breaths in and out um so well, like as far as exercises is there you know is it are there exercises that are more ideal to get more benefits out of like a breath or to, to breathe like how would you start to control like a nice steady good breathing technique yeah there are so many so many options that we have here from super slow to super fast all with their own different individual benefits yeah I mean, 
when you think of it going back to basics, um, you think of like if you visualize now like a baby or a small child or how we were or your kids and if they're just relaxing, you really see their belly like rising and falling. Even in my cats, their belly is rising <laughs> and falling. <laughs> they're not stressed. They don't have these shallow breaths that we do. So belly breathing is definitely, definitely a really, really good simple start that most people, if we just put that awareness to that, um, we're already we're already getting so many benefits from. And then adding more practices to that. So when we look at pranayama, and pranayama is literally breathing yoga. It's it's um, the form of yoga where we have all of these breathing exercises. It's super, super ancient. It comes from um, um, such a lineage of um, like these exact practices that we've kind of kept for such a long time. And pranayama itself, like a lot of people don't really understand or they think that it is just this like woo-woo kind of again, this esoteric thing, but there is this science behind it. And I really love to kind of go between both of those things. So pranayama, when we look at that and break up the word, like prana means our like vital energy, our life force. We know that this, like our breath, our breath is our life force. Our breath is how we're taking the oxygen. It's what is like keeping us alive, keeping us healthy, giving us this energy. And the other part to the word is actually broken up into ayama which means to gain control over this. So pranayama, pranayama, we're gaining control over like our life force, over our breath. So not being, and it's okay to be stressed and to be anxious, but understanding the tools and learning tools and understanding what we have so naturally within ourselves to be able to um, benefit from, to really help us. So yeah, going back to your question about where to start, um, it, honestly, even just taking a moment away and putting this this awareness on your breath, just following it in and out, this is already a practice. This is already a start. And then from there, there's there's uh, so many options. Yeah, well, we can definitely explore that probably later on um, as we progress. Um, but, yeah, like you said, so when it comes to overcoming things, so almost breathing exercises and getting control of your breath and, and, and focusing on that could be like ways of overcoming like anxiety or anxious moments when you're feeling like things are getting too much. It's just as simple as that is just to it's just to stop and take a deep breath. I mean, they do it all the time on the shows. I mean, I see my kids on Sesame Street when they're watching that some days, you know, when they're getting worked up and they, they're telling, you know, just stop and take a deep breath. And that's that's just the start of of turning over a moment and getting it back is literally just through stopping in and having a few deep breaths. It can be that simple. It can really be that simple. And then going more into yeah. it, uh, it's actually like in our exhales. So our, every inhale that we take is like using energy. And every single exhale that we have, our diaphragm is like just relaxing back into position. So not only are we not using any muscles when we exhale, if we're able to put our awareness on extending that and having these nice, long, slow exhales, it is literally triggering a nerve in our brain that sends this nerve is running all the way down to our gut which is everything, right? We trigger this nerve and we're, we're activating something in us, something that's actually like more than just our nervous system. It's our parasympathetic nervous system, which is our, um, 
it's our rest and digest of our our body, you know, as opposed to that fight or flight mode. Yeah, yeah. And so that's where really knowing these little things and having these these tools can really um, play such an important part of our life that I, I honestly don't know why every person isn't learning these tools. Yeah, absolutely. And and I've even found in my experiences with, with running and, you know, I, I see my chiropractor who's fantastic with posture and a holistic approach to health and how breathing can aid your posture and, and vice versa. Like having a really great posture is it benefits your breathing, you know, standing upright and having that position rather than being slouched over, which can then also trigger, you know, negative side effects, I guess, in your in your nervous system because it's telling your body that you're hunched and you're stressed. Um, it's amazing how it can all be linked um, in one to, to help you, yeah, A, feel better at the moment and have longer going on, you know, long-term health benefits as well it's um it's pretty cool yeah yeah completely and those those health benefits are like i i just wish that everyone knew more about them you know like if that's something that for someone to to take from listening to this or diving into these practices whether it is free diving and now we've kind of jumped straight into focus just on this breath work um it really can improve your not only your mental, your mind, your clarity, your thoughts, but it's definitely taking this beautiful outlook on your body, okay, on your digestive system. It's going to improve your organs. It's giving you all of these tools to deal with stress. It's it's really amazing. And when you really go further into pranayama and not just the simple exercises but the other practices like we we start there's a whole plethora of things out there we go from fast breathing to slow breathing to there's energizing breaths there's things that if someone came to me and they said I'm going to give up coffee I'd be like cool do these few things in the morning you are going to wake up you're going to feel energized you do not need that stimulant you don't need that caffeine um Saying that though, no, no problem if you do. I'm, I'm always drinking caffeine. It's yeah, I'm like, the same. Not a problem there, but a good coffee in the morning. It, it's spending that time, and I know it's becoming more popular, and and more people are aware of it through guys like Wim Hof, who, you know, everything else aside, you know, you don't have to do yoga or free diving or any of these exercises. People can literally just practice breathing exercises. Um, without any of that i mean it goes hand in hand with those things i guess because you are calming your body um to be in a, in a flow state to uh, less use less oxygen i guess through your body while you're underwater um and, and at the same time through yoga i guess you need that that good air and effective airflow into to hold tricky um, yoga poses and, and those sorts of things as well. I guess you, you're, you're giving your body a more of a chance to to go through with those. Would that be something that's pretty pretty fair to say? Yes, super fair to say. I mean, yeah, with with freediving, there's you know like a huge the the biggest part of it is just relaxing and relaxing not only our mind but our body. If we can use these tools to relax our mind. And then let go of all of our tension and really kind of surrender to that moment. Everything is going to fall into place once you have that 
technique, knowledge and safety behind you. It's it's really that that flow of everything, that flow state that you mentioned. That's how what I really love to coach people to get to, you know, and whether that is definitely something I'm doing in freediving, but for sure in the pranayama practice as well, it's it's really like I, I definitely believe in those three steps. One is knowledge, like understanding why you're doing it, knowing knowing you know, rather than someone just saying, hey, do this and not getting it. It's having that knowledge to back it up, um, <clears throat> knowledge, technique, going through the exercises, whether that's freediving technique, whether that's postures in pranayama, really, you know, getting that technique right. And then once you have these things, then we're really able to get into that flow state. And that flow state is is where all the magic happens. It's It's where we feel at peace it's something that can lead us to a a spiritual path and and when I say spiritual I again I really don't mean um oh I don't even mean anything that religious very fairy or magic in the the cloud sort of thing Um, no when I say spiritual practice I I mean like just inner peace yeah and a connection with your surroundings because um I definitely find when I'm free diving um and a while ago when I started doing the level one course, I almost found that the breathing techniques they had me doing, I couldn't relax because I was so tense from making sure I get them right, where now it seems what they're encouraging more is not so much the breathe up technique, but it's just breathing in whichever way helps you relax. Because I know as soon as, as tense as I am and, you know, you, you, you're getting ready to get in the water and putting your wetsuit on, that's hard work sometimes, right? So <laughs> you might not even get a chance to do that until you're yeah. in the water, but I find as soon as I'm in the water um, and, and it goes hand in hand with your surroundings, so you're in the ocean, you're relaxed, you know, you see fish, turtles, manta rays, maybe those sorts of things, and that instantly helps relax you at the same time. And then, yeah, I think you can just sort of feel yourself being immersed in that surrounding and that environment and then and then you breathe on my breathing, I'll really start to relax then, you know, and that, that sort of works for me without a, a – Structured – like yeah, count in this many times, count out that. And yeah, sure. And everybody is so different, right? Like we're all wired a little bit differently. Our minds are all at a different pace, like our energy, all of that. So normally in a course, we definitely structure this proper breathe up and we talk about all that knowledge about why we're doing it, um, you know, and, and it really is. It really is based on like a natural breath. The, the largest part of our breathe up, it's not filling our lungs with air. Of course, we want to fill them when we're taking that last breath we're going to dive on. But leading up into that point, we definitely want to understand the structure and then, yeah, for sure, let go of it and do what feels right. If it's in a safe way, you know, not hyperventilating before we're holding our breath in the water. And then that way we're really just giving in, like having that surrender in our body. We're floating on the surface. As you said, you're going to dive down, swim in the manta, whatever. We're lucky here. We can, we have all these beautiful animals to distract our mind. But even if we're in a dark, low visibility quarry somewhere, we still want to be able to have these tools to really just surrender to our breath, relax, trust the process and, and feel that relax, relaxation, let go of all the tension. Yeah, and enjoy why why you're you're being down. It comes back to that why is is why why are you doing yeah. it? Um, why? 
other people just love being surrounded by nature and these are the tools for to get there um i know with my running and getting ready to do like longer runs and stuff i love the process mm-hmm. of you know getting ready planning my nutrition um what i'm going to do the days leading up during and then after as far as nutrition's concerned for recovery all of those sorts of things so it's a whole process as well in that you know some people like the gear and the stuff that goes with it as well. Um, and it definitely seems to be a lifestyle, Yeah. Um, especially with so yeah. many people doing it where we live. We're lucky that it's, it's just really got a, a great place for that. Um, yeah. I, I guess one thing that's worth thinking about or addressing is, is the safety side of it because there are certain things associated with freediving and sometimes there can be confusion between the two where – freediving your breathing to hold your breath and go underwater where other breathing techniques might cause lightheadedness dizziness um definitely not things you want to do while you're driving a car they're, they're things that you should be doing in peaceful you know meditative areas or somewhere where you can let let go and be in a safe place i mean yeah what, what yeah that, that's a really good point and something that i'm bringing up all the time with my students, particularly the way I teach a course and we are doing pranayama practices in between all of our dives or more so in the classroom before we get into the boat or the open water. And yeah, there is a huge difference between what we want to be doing in the water versus some practices that are, you know, they are more so of a hyperventilation breath, which in freediving we we learn and we understand that that is the exact opposite and we, we definitely do not want to hyperventilate when we're holding our breath underwater however when when you look at the science so this is that thing where I, I really go all out with, with it I like to look at it from every direction you know and there are some of these practices that are super ancient and they are a bit of hyperventilation I wouldn't do them before hopping in the water and holding my breath. However, why would I do them in my pranayama practice? And and that science behind it is that it is it's it's flushing our blood a little bit more alkaline. It's making our blood it's flushing out this CO2. We're having more oxygen. It's making our blood this tiny bit more alkaline. And when I like to think of, you know, why do we put lemon in our water? You know, we're told all the time, alkaline diet, drink lemon water do this, do that. If we can do that with our breath in 30 seconds, I think these be doing it, yeah. ancient Absolutely. sages were onto something with this one, you know, like um, it's it's really interesting. And so there's definitely benefits, so many benefits to these active breaths and these uh, fast-paced breaths and this Wim Hof method and, and all of these things um, to our daily life and our mental clarity. But not necessarily goes hand in hand with holding our breath under the water. Yeah, so it's almost like the right breathing technique is is for that application only. So mm-hmm. yoga, obviously, with your, what you're doing with your, your pranayama is, is your yoga breaths, definitely good for that. And then obviously different breathing techniques for, for free holding and stuff. And I guess understanding that because through understanding, you definitely learn to be more calm and I know when I've done free diving and you're, you're holding your breath underwater and you know your diaphragm starts to quiver and you feel like you you know you need to take a breath but that's not necessarily the case it's just understanding your it's connecting and understanding your body yeah um, to calm that and to and to sort of yeah. see yourself through that as well I guess so. yeah and so you, you've just mentioned that keyword of understanding so going back to that kind of 
three-step method to that flow state, that that knowledge, that understanding is is such a huge one, really um, having that to to back up all your reasons why why you do what you do in the water, why you do what you do in pranayama, uh, it kind of all starts to to make sense. And yeah, definitely don't get them mixed up. And, uh, <laughs> if you think about doing breathing exercises, um, you know, listen to the podcast during your drive, but um, yeah, probably don't start doing your breathing exercises or downloading the apps and doing that while you're, you know, doing a long drive or working a shift or something like that. Probably not yeah, the best absolutely. idea. Um, I think, there's also the health benefit side of things where in performance you, you, we've sort of looked at the calming side of things and then the pranayama is obviously helping you aid you to get more out of your body for yoga poses and, and things like that. And then the other side of things I've found with breathing is controlling your breathing through exercise, um, gym work, running, all of those sorts of things where controlled breath can be so much more beneficial than just panting all the time to to keep you calm and to help with form and technique and stuff like that too so yeah practice a bit of that as well in your day-to-day stuff and your your general health and fitness program yeah definitely um more so lately now that i have been getting into a little bit more um strength work and like kind of body weight work and and i definitely noticed like a huge difference between the breaths I suppose with years of, of freediving and my pranayama practice, like I would say I have quite a slow breath, but definitely even when I'm putting my body under tension or having during these workouts, I can I can feel that I have that that more of control of what, what's going on. It's still like a quite slow breath. I find it is quite opposite to yoga though. Um, I do find like when we're moving in yoga, uh, it's like, how do I explain it? How do I explain it? I feel like in when I'm working out, it's more faster. You kind of have that exhale as you're using the muscles. And whereas in yoga, every every posture that we're doing, we're kind of moving with our breath. And and bringing that up, that's another thing that, that uh, I just wish people had that understanding and that knowledge of because I can safely say that I was that person when I first started and when I first ever attended like a yoga class I think that it was even in a gym nothing against that but it was more so to stretch or exercise than to connect with your breath and in yoga what our postures are is movement with this breath it's awareness of your breath it it goes back to all of this and 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 a lot of these yoga postures are so many of the asanas um they're not they're not as ancient as we we think they are the ancient yoga really is this this breath work and meditation and the postures that are that ancient were kind of created to help you sit better in meditation. It's like, hey, do this little stretch so that you can sit cross-legged for three hours on that hill, something like these lines. Yeah, and just completely zen out. Yeah, because I think the very little yoga that I have done, and I know I need to do more, um, I need to come down and see you when you're doing your, your sessions down at the yoga studio. Um, some of them you almost can't do like one might go hand in hand with breathing in mm. and the other might go hand in hand with breathing out like cat cow or something like that. You have to, mm-hmm. you have to breathe in to get a certain way and then breathe out to, to let the other one go. Yeah. And, and a lot of that um, comes down to the anatomy of your lungs and, and you know, where you're expanding or where you're compressing, like what's kind of a, a, a safer method there. Um, 
one of the, well, the pranayama practice that I have been teaching um, the last, well, this year and last year is really dedicated towards freediving. So I'm doing these pranayama practices in between these, these kind of lung stretches. So yeah, I'm using that word stretches. Okay. These, these young, these lung, lung postures and freedivers have kind of taken these, these from, from yoga, from pranayama. And essentially we are holding our breath on this retention and then we're moving. So it is very different to like say a Hatha class or it can be quite different to a lot of the things that we're doing in yoga itself. Um, but the benefits really are stretching these muscles throughout our thoracic cavity. We're essentially getting to parts of our lungs that would normally never be never be stretched and then doing the opposite. So we have these exhale stretches that are taken exactly from pranayama, this, this ancient, ancient practice of essentially pushing all the air out of our lungs and doing something with our diaphragm. You would have seen pictures of it before of, you know, yogis or freedivers or people, whoever it is, they're sitting by the ocean and they're cross-legged, their ribs are hanging out. I hate to say it, but I'm guilty of these photos. I definitely yeah. am. Yeah, I've seen your socials. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they're, they're there. And um, that's essentially preparing our body for for what depth can can feel like really, you know, with the pressure as we're diving down and that's kind of pushing on our lungs. Our lungs are compressing. We definitely have heaps of air into our lungs. And to not make it sound so scary, I've always called it a hug from the ocean. I absolutely love it. This it's beautiful. I like that. That's this hug awesome. from the ocean. Um, but but essentially in in this practice that I've been sharing, it's really dear to me, not just because of how I, you know, my freediving journey, but I just feel like in in my family at least, like everyone that, you know, I've loved that unfortunately has passed away, it's always been from the lungs, whether that's emphysema or you know, smoking, lung cancer. Um, I, I just see so much pain and hurt behind people who can't eventually use their lungs. And if that's something that I'm able to help somebody with, even if it's just one person, it's it's so important to to start breathing properly and understanding all of these things that can give us a, a healthier, longer life. Um, I don't know, Aaron, if you've heard before about the this little analogy about a dog's life. <laughs> no, no, lay it on me. Let's, huh? let's hear it. Yeah, so you know how we say that dogs have like seven years to one human year's life and let's look at their breath. Think about it. <laughs> how many breaths is that? That's so many breaths. Yeah, they're fitting so much life into, into the, that year. If I live my life panting like that, I'd probably age seven years in one year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, I know there's um, – I think I read uh, a few books and one of them was saying how with a dog um, because they're effectively side on where we stand up and we're upright, dogs are effectively side on. And when they run, it's almost like their insides – slosh backwards and forwards they call it the locomotive action which forces the air out of their lungs so every stride all they can do is one breath per stride where with us as humans because we're upright and we don't have those forces pressing on our lungs as we run we can um we can do one breath over four or five strides 
Um, and a lot of people, especially up here with their dogs, they they saw it, they they realise and see how their dogs really struggle running in the heat is because effectively they're they're heating their the dogs can't cool down and they're overheating while they're running because the panting is their only way of of cooling down. And if you're making them run and getting those short breaths when they really probably need to stop every now and then, um, they can definitely overheat. So um, it's definitely I think helped us evolve into and and maintain being good runners as long as we've got the right posture and that. But um, I just actually wanted to touch back when you were talking about the free diving and, and mm-hmm. people breathing is, um, is is your lung capacity and your lung expansion is that something that can be improved on or um, can can you make your lungs bigger through breathing exercises over time or is it just learning how to fill them properly or is it a combination of, of no, the two? A hundred percent a combination. So so. With not only freediving but these thoracic stretches, yoga, definitely regular freediving, all of these things can alter, they can enlarge the vital capacity, that air that we can put in and out of our lungs and reduce our residual volume, which is this tiny little part of our lungs that are like always there. So everyone's really different, but we reach that smallest part of our lungs between like 20 and 25%. And if we can create this room and we're able to use more of our lungs and not only that, but like stretch the muscles around our lungs, like enabling space for our lungs to, to, to essentially stretch and, and to put more air in there. I just, of course, it eventually is going to benefit our freediving, but it, I don't see how that is not a huge reason to benefit your life you know yeah well they're proving now um with backing that um you can control you know what your body does and and how you can improve your your overall health by enabling your body to access not only more air but there's correct levels of co2 to oxygen that need to be in your body for um, good function um yeah and like we've mentioned him before and i know he's a lot of people who heard the Wim Hof uh, method now, um, and I do practice it from time to time. I got a friend who's an ultra marathon runner, um, and when he ran his first two hundred mile ultra, he definitely practiced those techniques on rest breaks, and he found it a really good way of clearing like excess lactic acid in his muscles, mm-hmm. um, and all of those sorts of things, and possibly even just keeping yourself centered and a little bit focused i guess when your body's trying to tell you to shut down and stop running and to stop destroying yourself on this massive run so um it definitely seems like he's getting backing scientific backing which is just showing that how effective it is and he doesn't consider himself to be anyone superhuman and it's inside everyone to to have access to this i guess it's one of those things you just have to spend the time to to do it um and and to make time to to have these advantages from um, something as simple as just as just breathing properly. Yeah, and that can be making as little time as two minutes a day to jumping straight into it and going really hardcore in your techniques or your practice and dedicating a lot more time to this. Like any little thing is going to be a huge benefit to your life. Yeah, and we. Um, I know when the whole COVID thing came about early this year, we were really worried about when it came to Australia and making its way up the coast and finding us up here in the northwest parts of, of Western Australia. And it was pretty stressful, you know. It was really coming on. Um, and so far we've been incredibly lucky to not have it 
come to our town um, and it hasn't had a massive impact on, on Western Australia either. But when it was coming and a lot of people were really stressing out over it and I was quite stressed as you would be as a parent as well. I've got two young kids and that energy can transcend into into your kids from how you're feeling and I found a really great way of calming those levels and calming myself was to was to just do a little bit of meditation just a little bit of guided meditation nothing nothing crazy but just listening to a guided meditation on a playlist or on whatever app or browser that you use to listen to music or podcasts and even with the kids we started putting just you know kids meditation on every afternoon when they have a sleep or when they go into bed at night and it really helped us and helped me um and as us as a family get through that that pretty stressful time um and it's something i'll always remember and it's almost like it was really one positive we could have got out of that experience is that we really learned to calm ourselves when quite a stressful um, world event was happening um and i even see it now it's still beneficial for my kids they're, they're getting something out of it still you know and they're knowing now when they're getting stressed they just notice just to stop and take a breath and it's really great that's really such a beautiful story and so beautiful to to see and experience and keep that practice from here on you know in their lives and and yeah it's it's incredible really it definitely is yeah but um look i think i think we've had a really good conversation um I think we could probably wrap it up pretty successfully about now. Um, it's been so great talking. Um, I always appreciate conversations when we meet um, and we're always discussing breathing techniques and all other aspects of, of well-being and health and I've always uh, enjoyed that and I'm, I'm so grateful that we could get together and record this and put something out there that um, I really hope that even just one person might get something out of or it could trigger something for someone to say, hey, look, you know, I'm looking for something new to, to help me sort of um, turn something around or just to trigger something in me so um, look thanks for coming in and, uh, and being my first guest I really appreciate it and I knew that I wanted you to be here on the first episode to to get us up and going so just yeah thank you very much no worries thank you so much actually and from hearing all your little quips about running and this and that I feel like you take me running and I'll give you some apnea exercises to help you with that lactic acid Absolutely, yeah. I think I think that'd be good. Um, I could definitely do. I'm always keen to learn more. Um, with where I've been and where I'm going, I'm always keen to learn more stuff. And uh, running's given me a great opportunity to do a lot of that. And I know I definitely use certain breathing techniques. A lot of nose breathing. I'm always talking about the nose breathing um, and the benefits that it has that it has had for me as well with my running. So yeah, I'm definitely keen to yeah put something together and. Um, look further into that so yeah absolutely in the future awesome thank you for having me no worries well thanks kyra once again um look if anyone out there wants to see any more of kyra's work and her gang where she practices freediving you can check out their social pages uh at the salty hearts club um and then the yoga work through the great girls down in harley yoga studio um and that's pretty standard across any social media platform you can find them exactly that way definitely Cool. All right. Well, thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. Um, I really appreciate anyone for tuning in. Um, And you can check out my podcast, the Inner Expeditions podcast on Instagram. Um, Check it out. And, hey, 
leave a leave a note, leave a message um, on this podcast. Um, I'll be posting some photos up real soon once we get up and running there. Please check us out. Check out some of the photos from the first podcast. Um, I've got a few great snaps of Kyra coming up, um, and I'm looking forward to sharing some of my story of uh, how I've come to be where I am and a little bit about why it sort of drove me to create this podcast. So check it out. And please, yeah, if you see any photos, you see any posts of this podcast, please don't feel free to drop us a line and let me know your thoughts. Um, what did you like about it? Did you like your, Did it meet your expectations that you saw from the photos and the artwork? And um, just leave any thoughts. I'd really love to hear about it. But, yeah, thanks very much, everyone. And I will look forward to you the next time I decide and get time to put another episode out. So thanks very much, and I'll see you then. Music.